Welcome to one more episode, Micro Podcast, Digital Transformation, Industry 4.0, and Emerging Technologies. I am Vijay Gunti, and I am your host. Uh, and today with us is Gurudat. We call people call him as Guru. Uh, he is into business operations and sales management experience with domestic and global companies in Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, Philippines, India, Sri Lanka. and many more uh, welcome guru of to our micro podcast can you also please introduce yourself to the audience oh thanks a lot vijay i'm so pleased to join this uh, podcast today with you and i'm uh, happy to kind of talk to you again uh, uh, as you mentioned uh, i'm responsible for uh, sea burgers uh, uh, business uh, in asia pacific outside of uh, uh, china uh, i'm the managing director of uh, our entity in singapore which has uh, the responsibility of uh, the region and what i really uh, am tasked to do and what i love to do is to really ensure that our customers and partners are able to realize uh, full benefits of their investments in seaburger uh, uh, technologies for uh, business and competitive advantage good to know guru uh so you know right of late uh, because of sented pandemic uh, uh the, the there are a lot of challenges uh, in the current operations the supply chain management uh, got disrupted and also the digital transformation projects also uh, got uh, delayed and stuff like that so can you share some of the insights about the challenges adopted for the digital transformation industry 4.0 implementations uh, certainly uh vijay actually uh Sea Burger as a company uh, has been uh, in this uh, uh, domain for uh, over thirty years. Uh, we are a German company, and our roots are uh, in the automotive sector. So we have had a very close, uh, uh, you know, uh, involvement uh, with uh, the manufacturing processes, with uh, with the evolution of manufacturing, and so on. And as you rightly said. Uh, the pandemic has had a very major impact in the world as we all know very well and uh, covid-19 has uh, driven a very steep decline in uh, global trade as well and i think uh, you know if uh, we have uh, a view of the statistics that is there in the public domain uh, it has been much uh, uh, more than what could have been anticipated and uh, what organizations have done uh, of course after kind of recovering from the shock of the pandemic which nobody was really prepared for is to really kind of uh, re uh, you know uh, relook at their uh, business relook at the way they have been kind of uh, leveraging technologies for uh, uh, competitive advantage and obviously like you know uh, we all know that this is a world uh, where data is very very key and obviously we are talking about uh, data not just from application systems but we are talking about data from uh, machines we are talking uh, data from people and we are talking uh, uh, data from diverse sources which need to be uh, you know available in the ecosystem to people Uh, who are responsible for various uh, tasks and uh, uh, you know uh, creations 
And of course, you know, what is important is to get insights into the data and be able to really take proactive action. So obviously digital transformation, industry 4.0 and anything related to data has had a very, very major uh, so-called uh, emphasis uh, that has been provided by organizations across uh, the uh, industry verticals, be it manufacturing, be it the financial services, be it uh, government agencies, or for that matter, like uh, utilities, telecom, and so on. So I think uh, everyone has decided that, uh, you know, the one of the ways to fight the pandemic is to really kind of, you know, get some solid uh, data, very kind of uh, uh, genuine and uh, uh, real data, which they can kind of interpret, analyze, and then kind of uh, take proactive action. Mm. Excellent views, Guru, on the challenges part. So let's go into the uh, the business benefits and opportunities we see uh, in the post-pandemic era. So can you also throw some light on that? Oh, certainly. So so let me just uh, uh, you know uh, take you a little bit into the impact of the pandemic from a uh, supply chain and uh, uh, you know uh, manufacturing perspective. So the question is, uh, will supply chains and the pattern of uh, trade be substantially restructured because of the pandemic, right? And this is something that uh, everybody was kind of, uh, you know, looking at because, you know, factories, particularly globally, have been traditionally dependent on PRC production, right? So what we are seeing today is that, uh, you know, some, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm like referring to some data that is available from uh, industry experts like Ernst & Young, for example, who say that almost like 80%, okay, of uh, Cambodia's, uh, you know, uh, uh, dependency, right, on uh, produce from China was a reality. Right, and that was the share of all the imports of uh, intermediate manufactured products that were coming from China. And this is like data from 2018. So obviously, it has kind of you know increased uh, way beyond that. So this is just an example. So you could take any of the countries in Asia, okay, or for that matter in the U.S. or Australia or uh, other countries. So there, there has been a very big dependency on uh, China, right? And the pandemic has has really kind of uh, got uh, industry uh, captains and uh, you know uh, national leaders to relook uh, risk mitigation strategies, which would probably kind of result in uh, industry 4.0 and advances in robotics and obviously like ensuring of uh, supply chains or uh, you know. Uh, trying to really kind of uh, bring in, okay, uh, bring back uh, more uh, production and sourcing into like, uh, you know, uh, specific uh, countries so that they don't kind of, you know, have this problem. And I think a lot of countries today are, are looking at being self-reliant, right? And I know that, uh, you know, uh, in India, there's a very big program uh, of, you know, being self-reliant as well, as is the case, for example, with other countries, including in the U.S., right? I mean, they're talking about, you know, doing a lot of things back in the U.S., bringing the supply chains uh, back and stuff like that. So the impact of this would be that uh, there would be a re, 
uh, you know, trade relationships will get redrawn, right? And there would be uh, quite a lot of uh, uh, so-called impact on, uh, for example, logistics, okay? So just an extreme example, if let's say people don't, uh, uh, people stop importing in the quantum that they were importing from China, right? Then the, the need for boxes and the need for, uh, you know, uh, bookings on, uh, uh, bookings for cargo, either uh, on the sea or on air, all that will reduce, right? So you can well imagine the bullwhip effect, as we call it in the context of supply chain, uh, you know, uh, in this, uh, in this uh, uh, should this happen, right? And, and that is kind of anticipated, right? Mm -hmm. So on the, on, the, on, on, the, on the back of all of this, I think every uh, organization today uh, was hit by the pandemic, as we all know. And it came uh, as a surprise and there was little uh, or no preparation that organizations had for all legs of the supply chain to be uh, disrupted the way they got disrupted. And therefore, uh, they are now seeing uh, digital uh, so-called enablement or digital transformation as the foundation rails of a business to help them insulate from, uh, you know, the likelihood of a pandemic or a catastrophe similar to that happening you know in the future so as we can already see uh, in the latter part of 2020 uh, if if you were to discuss with port operators or those in the logistics business they would tell you that business really kind of took off big time after uh, you know uh, in the end of uh, q3 and beginning of q4 and q4 itself because there was a lot of movement uh, of uh, you know goods uh, because you know people consumer buying kind of shifted to online buying and you know people started to really look at uh, you know the pandemic as no longer uh, so called uh, uh, a surprise and you know we said that okay it's a part and parcel of life let's kind of keep going with it so i think digital transformation and industry 4.0 and uh, you know uh, new concepts like that will really kind of have a very accelerated uh, uh, attention by uh, leadership of companies and uh, by nations as well uh, very true guru uh, so now we talk about challenges, business benefits and opportunities. I know we keep hearing the new business norm, unlike the old business norm versus a new business norm. So we have to look at new business models also, Guru. So can you also share some of uh, insights or experiences, references on the new business models? Oh, certainly, uh, Vijay. That's an excellent question that you have asked me because, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm just kind of borrowing uh, a sentence uh, from one of the renowned poets, uh, you know, the old order changes yielding place to new, right? I mean, that's, right. that's the uh, it's a fact of life, right? And uh, that just sometimes gets accelerated uh, because of events uh, in our lifetime, be it, uh, you know, that in our personal life or professional life or in the life of the world, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think, uh, you know, uh, I would just like to uh, draw uh, the attention of the listeners to 
uh, what they themselves have experienced with or without their knowledge, right? Uh, there was a time when uh, people did not uh, experience uh, services from governments, right? Uh, unless they went to an, a government office. So they had to really go to a government office or they had to go to a bank to do banking business, right? And now if you see uh, a lot of these services which were traditionally available with limited channels uh, of engagement are available to uh, you know, uh, people as uh, you know, uh, consumers of uh, services right? uh, across multiple channels. Right? And people are happy about it. People are very comfortable about it. And people want to basically kind of uh, take this, uh, get their uh, service providers to include better and uh, more innovative uh, styles that can uh, you know, uh, grab their interest and attention. And of course, you know, the market is also segmented. The millennial generation, uh, their, their preferences are different. Their, uh, you know, uh, expectations of services are different. And uh, therefore, businesses have to really cope to really uh, address uh, diverse market segments, diverse customer preferences, and they need to really uh, make themselves aware of this often heard, uh, you know, statement that what got them to where they are today is no longer sufficient to keep them there. So they might have been very successful companies, but then if they use the same mantra of uh, success that they used in yesteryears uh, to be uh, the one uh, secret formula for them to kind of move into the future, uh, it would probably be uh, a bad idea because that is not probably relevant anymore. So organizations have to evolve Okay, organization cultures have to evolve. Business models have to kind of change. I mean, there was a time when people in the IT industry uh, were looking at, uh, you know, uh, promoting sales of uh, uh, computers and uh, software to organizations who would buy them. Uh, and, uh, you know, then uh, it would be like a one-time purchase. But now it's like pay for use. As you all, as you know very well, Vijay, you're a... Expert, and you know that you know cloud has become the way of right. life now. I mean, uh, every every organization today is looking at a cloud service, right? I mean, they're not not really kind of investing in hardware or software mm. and stuff like that. Yes, they are investing in services, but these uh, these uh, uh, you know uh, the procurement of uh, this, uh, which was erstwhile on a one-time uh, basis has now become like a subscription-based uh, basis or transaction-based basis or a combination of the two or depending upon what kind of a business model uh, that uh, uh, a service provider is willing to provide. I mean, some are even talking about being able to have a percentage of the profits uh, that they guarantee by usage of a product or a mm -hmm. service, uh, which, uh, would, which the buyer would kind of uh, partake uh, if you know they were went into a deal. So these are all new uh, so-called uh, ideas and concepts which are being floated about. But then that becomes mainstream uh, over a period of time. And I think we, as uh, providers of service or consumers of service, have to know 
that uh, the landscape is continuously evolving because of internal and external factors in markets and that uh, we will definitely need to adapt to uh, the changing uh, requirements uh, to be uh, you know in the game and to be on, on top of the game excellent views uh, guruji now my next question is uh, let's discuss about the use cases and case studies right uh, people wants to look at references and then what kind of use cases will bring on the digital front uh, like digital transformation industry 4.0 projects can you also throw some light or your experiences on either one or two case studies or use cases guru oh certainly certainly uh, so so uh, talking about seeburger we are a company headquartered in germany uh, with a global presence uh, we have uh, over 10000 customers across industry verticals uh, in uh, over uh, and we have uh, you know uh, a presence in uh, you know over like 50 countries and uh, we have customers all over the globe we have uh, uh, customers who are either a multinational uh, in nature or uh, in country uh, and uh, our go to market is uh, often a combination of direct and indirect engagement so having said that i think uh, we have uh, a number of uh, you know customers uh, you know in uh, uh, in the region and elsewhere uh, who have actually embraced uh, you know the business integration uh, uh technology that seeburger provides and we are a, we are a company that uh, is specializing in business integration software and that's the only thing that we do so we are specialists in that and uh, we have actually uh, seen uh, the transformation of a number of uh, global uh, uh, organizations be they in the financial services sector or uh, be they in uh, let's say utilities or uh, manufacturing for example with uh, a multi locational presence with uh, you know uh, supply chains across and so on and uh, what we have seen uh, a number of them uh, do is to really uh, leverage the capability of technology which in our case allows an enterprise to onboard customers uh, quickly in a very kind of seamless manner and have customers uh, engage with uh, the organization uh, in a secure uh, manner without really having to worry about you know uh, what technologies are being used and so on so our customers are actually uh, you know uh, some of them before they became our customers were having challenges in coping with the expectations of uh, uh, their customers right and as you know very well uh, vijay uh, this is your forte i think uh, you know design thinking principles customer centric mm-hmm. engagement customer right. uh, experience customer journeys are what is actually kind of dictating organizational uh, strategy right now and i think we as a company are able to very uh, very nicely be a part of uh, an organization's uh, uh, business uh, strategy uh, to be able to really kind of you know get closer to the customer or address a market segment that they were traditionally be unable to do or for that matter to enhance the customer service levels which all organizations continually work towards to be able to really kind of you know 
retain the customer and to expand the portfolio of engagement with the customer excellent guru uh, before i conclude the podcast uh, guru uh, the listeners and uh, the audience uh, if would they would like to connect with you what's the best way more to connect with you oh yeah sure i mean uh, should the should the listeners or uh, the podcast uh, or those listening to the podcast now or at a later point in time should they want to connect with me i mean they yes. can uh, you can uh, you know they could probably connect with you or they could connect with me right. uh, you have my contact details yes. right and uh, i could kind of uh, they could drop me a mail and i would uh, definitely reach out to them fantastic guru to the audience and the listeners uh, if you have any specific questions after listening to the podcast please connect with me i am happy to share uh, that question uh, answers and then the connect and then your your question and answers will be explained so thank you very much uh, uh, vijay i think it was uh, very interesting to uh, you know share some thoughts yeah. and uh, experiences and i'm glad that uh, you know we could uh, do this uh, today yes and i do hope that uh, the listeners uh, will have some ideas and will find some of the uh, you know messaging that went on uh, useful and interesting and i look forward to continuing our association and also to connect with some of your listeners and understand how we could kind of help their organizations uh, you know uh you know you overcome all. challenges that they might be experiencing today uh to the audience stay tuned for much more and more uh, in such kind of industry insights uh, from various industry experts especially on digital transformation and industry for the data convergence thank you